Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. It seems like in the world, we always want to put people in a certain box. We always want to break people down in a category, put them in a certain group. And even in that subgroup of subgroups, as long as we can put our finger on them, we feel better about where we're at. But how many of us can fit into a certain category or group? How many of us fit perfectly in that box that people want to place us in and wrap it tightly with a bow? Too often, I feel like we're doing that and we're just stereotyping. We are preconceiving notions about people. And it's really an unfair process because in that attitude of trying to put someone in a category or put someone in a box, we're saying that their beliefs are their beliefs. We're saying that they, every person in this group feels a certain way. We're saying every person in that group feels a certain way. But then what happens when you don't fit in that box? And that's one of the struggles I've had and one of the things I want to touch on today because I want to cut through some of the misbeliefs regarding men and how men should be in this world. And a lot of the problems that I've had and a lot of the things that I've seen stem from the fact that I'm trying to live up to this man, this mythical man, that all men should be. I'm trying to put myself in a place where the world tells me I should be. And by putting myself in that place or trying to force myself in that place, it's caused me a lot of unhappiness. It's caused me a lot of depression and anxiety. And it's caused me to really question everything. So if you're a man, this might be the episode for you. And if you're a woman, Don't turn it off just yet (laughs) because I'm going to get to some of the things you can do to support men throughout this process and hopefully by the end of this to better understand where we're coming from and the attitude we have. Now I want to preface all this by saying that I am just one man and so I can only speak from my own personal experience. If you're another man out there, I don't know where you're coming from. And if you're married or have a partner who's a man, I don't know where they're coming from. But I can speak from my own belief, my own experience, and my own understanding to cut through some of this stigma around men and cut through some of this belief around men. And hopefully we can get a clearer picture by the end of this of where everyone really stands. But the ultimate goal in all of this is we don't all fit into a perfect box. So All of these might not fit you. Some of them will. Some of them won't. Maybe you'll disagree with me and you can feel free to DM me, reach out to me, and we can talk that through. But really, I want to give everyone a better understanding of what it's like to be a man, what it's like to be a man in this world where a lot of things are placed on us. A lot of weight is placed on our shoulders. And I don't discount women at all. Because I love my powerful women. My wife is a powerful woman. She can move mountains and she can conquer the world. 
And I have a six-year-old daughter who is going to be able to do that same thing and already is. So I would never try to discount women in this. But I just want to speak to the men today. And it really circles around this idea and this conversation that seems to be coming up in my life recently around vulnerability and around being open and honest in your communication. See, I didn't always used to be open and honest. I didn't used to know how to be vulnerable. And matter of fact, I thought you'd be some kind of wuss or pansy if you were able to be vulnerable or open up. And that just wasn't something that you would ever do. Now, I don't know where I really adopted this because I certainly remember my dad being vulnerable. I remember having opportunities to show emotion. But I think the world shaped me as I got older to say, I should be a macho man. I should be like the rock. I should be like a muscle man person who's puffing out my chest, who always knows what needs to happen, always knows what I need to do. And vulnerability and that and that sissy stuff, that just that wasn't for me. That wasn't for, you know, a, a normal man. And what I've come to realize is those worldviews are just wrong. They're just flat out wrong. Because the more men that I talk to and the more people that I can connect with and open up to, the more I realize that in a lot of ways we're all the same. Men have emotions just like women. I know women often get this this thing of being the weaker sex or they get this condescending tone that like they are, they're always emotional. They're always weak. They're always that person. And I think men or women out there listening can realize that that is just simply not true. And I kind of touched on this briefly, but this idea that men should have it all figured out, it baffled me because I used to believe that I should just have it figured out. That sure, I'd have to learn new things. I'd have to try new things. I'd have to, you know, put myself out there, but it should all come to me quickly. And I should never really have a question about it. I should just know. I should just be aware and I should just move on. And this led me to a really dark place because when you get out into the world and you think that you're supposed to know everything and you buy into that lie and you buy into that belief, it just crushes you when you can't live up to that standard. And I've learned over time that this actually couldn't be further from the truth. And it just put so much pressure on me to try to live up to this person, this person that didn't exist. Because let's be real right now, we, none of us all have it all figured out. And so when I would come to different things daily in my life that I couldn't quite wrap my mind around, whether it was a relationship, business, being a father, and I couldn't figure out what needed to be done, it was frustrating. It brought forth anger because I believed I should know. I believed I was missing out because how could I not know what needs to be done if every man knows what needs to be done? How could I not have it all figured out when every person around us has it all figured out? And I think if we're honest with ourselves, we all believe that in some way, shape, or form. We look around and we think everyone has it all figured out. In our endless world of social media and curated pictures and curated content, we believe that every person around us has it all figured out. They have this happy life. They have the perfect marriage. They have an amazing job that they love to wake up, put their feet on the ground and go to every day. They don't have any problems. 
And this is because we're living in this tunnel vision. And it's so easy to do in the world because we can only look at ourselves. We can look internally. And sometimes we don't like what we see. So we look out amongst the world and we pick the best things, the best, most amazing experience that someone had, their highlight reel is what we focus our attention on and say, I can never add up. I can never live up to that. I can never get to that place because they have this, this, and this. They have this job. They have this dollar amount in their bank account. They have this. They have that. They have a perfect wife. They have a perfect kids. So how can I live up to that? And again, this caused me a lot of anger. And I was distraught because I didn't understand how to shape myself how to maneuver in a world where I should already know, but I don't know. So then I'm trying to almost lie to feel like to, to, to put on this affront that I did know that I did know what I was supposed to do. And it all stemmed back to the fact that I thought I was supposed to have this all figured out, but I've come to realize that couldn't be further from the truth because no one I've ever talked to would say they have it all figured out. And if they do, I'm sorry, they have their own problems. <laughs> Because most men, if they're honest, most people, if they're honest, let you know that there's, there's plenty of things they don't know. Even as we sit here today, there are things that I know that I feel like I have figured out. But tomorrow, that could all be turned on its head. And in my life, that's happened plenty of times. I think about in my relationship. I didn't show up in the way I should show up. Because I believed that men once they got married, didn't really have to put forth any effort. Now, I don't know if you asked me back then if I would have like said I, I really truly believed that, but I certainly lived that way. I believe that you know once I had my wife, once I had Megan, how much effort did I really have to make? I mean, why would I have to woo someone? Why would I have to do anything when I had that all figured out? Again, going back to figuring stuff out. Why should I put forth effort when I could focus my attentions elsewhere? And this brought our relationship to a breaking point because I had to realize and understand and look in the mirror and say, I have some shortcomings. I don't have it all figured out. I don't understand how to be in a marriage. I don't understand how to be in a relationship. But when you sit there and live with the belief that you understand everything and you know how it should play out, then how do you respond when someone comes to you, someone who you love the most in this world and who you're the closest with and says, it's not working and says, you're not giving them what they need. How do you grapple with that? And I'm going to tell you how I learned this. I grappled with it with a lot of different emotions. I grappled with emotions of stress I grappled with emotions of anger and sadness. But wait, the other thing I wanted to say with this is real men, I mean, they don't cry. They don't really get upset, right? I mean, a real man doesn't show emotion. That's for the women, right? That's for women in our life. Men don't show emotion. We can't care about something enough to show that kind of emotion, to actually cry, to actually physically weep. <laughs> well, if this is true, if real men don't cry, then I'll admit right here, right now, I'm not a real man. I will gladly admit today that I cry. 
that I get upset. And I personally don't believe this makes me any less of a man. I mean, all of us have this emotion. And each one of us has been brought to the point of heartbreak or brought to a breaking point. And many of us in that moment try to shelter our emotions because we've been taught that it isn't right for a man to act that way. But I would argue that when we show our emotions, it actually shows that we care. It shows that we have value. It shows that we add value to something and we hold something up and we care about it. And with this, holding things to a higher standard. And I think about it this way. Like I think about with Megan or you think about with your wife or partner and they're coming to you and they're saying what Megan said to me at one point, like I want to leave. Think about if Megan came to me and told me that she wanted to leave and my reaction was nothing. My reaction was the stereotypical man puffing out my chest, getting angry, saying, I don't care. What do you think she would do? What do you think she would assume in that moment? Because let me tell you, I was brought to a place and a whole bag of emotions came out that I had never experienced. And my response to her was very clear. I didn't want her to go. And I was willing to do whatever I needed to do to have her stay. But if I would have puffed out my chest, if I would have gotten angry, if I would have pushed her away, if I would have pretended that I didn't care, if I would have not cried or showed emotion or said, I'm upset with this, how do you think she would have felt? She would have probably walked away. And you might be in a place right now, men, where your partner wants you to show some more emotion. They want you to be more vulnerable. And maybe they are pulling away. Are you aware of this? Like, do you understand that that's happening? And are you willing and open enough to show your emotion in order to save your relationship, in order to keep your partner there? Because if you're so tied up in the fact that you can't show emotion and you can't cry and you can't be upset, that you're willing to let your partner walk away, this is a real problem. Don't be too proud. Don't be too proud to show someone how you feel. For us men especially, we got to cut through that BS. And it's not only with women. I mean, men especially to other men. This can be one of the toughest things. And I know I've always in my life been way more open to the women in my life. Certainly when it came to how I felt about serious things, sad things, angry things. I couldn't talk to my guy friends about it, but yet I could open up to women. I could go to my mom with these emotions. I could talk to Megan with my emotions. I could, I could open up to a woman a lot easier, but I learned early on that I had to hold back and shelter my true feelings when I was talking to other men because what would happen? Well, most of the time I would be judged and I'd be ridiculed for it. Most times with men, we don't reciprocate when we're feeling a certain way, when we've been through a certain place, when we've gone through a certain emotion, when our relationship has been in shambles. Many times we don't want to say that because we're giving up some of our strength. We're showing weakness. We're showing that we don't have it all together. 
And so in our fear to do that, we don't want to open up to other men because one, we don't want to be judged. And then we don't want to show them in turn that we're weaker than them. But let's call it like it is. We men all have emotions. We all care. We aren't just robots that go through life without feelings. But the one thing I will say is we need to know that we're in a safe environment to share. And I think that goes for everyone, men and women included. We want to make sure that the person we're talking to, that we can trust that they're not going to judge, that they're going to listen and not just respond, that they're going to be there for us, to help us, to guide us, to be receptive to us. Because in the long run, if you're going to talk to someone and open up and they're just going to close you off, what response do you think you're going to have in the future? Like if you get that response, how likely are you to be open? And not only with that person, how likely are you to be open with the next person you come in contact with who really is trying to help? And I think that's what happens to all of us. We get whittled down with these beliefs and maybe we did try to share. Maybe we did try to go to a man or a woman and we just didn't get the response. And so we thought, We'll just guard our hearts forever because we've learned these really bad habits that, hey, opening up, it really doesn't go very well for me. Therefore, I can't do it. And the single biggest problem with this is you take this with you everywhere. And I mean everywhere. You take it to your workplace, dealing with people. You take it in your communications with your family and friends. You take it to your other relationships because you let your partner walk away. You're not willing to open up. You're not willing to be honest for fear of however they would respond. And trust me, I was there. I didn't want to open up to a point where I would rather someone walk away than actually open up because if they knew my true feelings and they knew how I was truly feeling, maybe they would see me as weak and maybe they would walk away anyway. Do you see how silly this is? So I'm not going to share because I'm afraid they'll leave. And then in turn, by me not sharing, they leave because I'm a miserable human being. Don't let your beliefs on what someone did to you in the past or what someone has done to you recently affect how you communicate openly to everyone else. Because you never know what will happen by opening up to this next person. You never know what will happen if you let your partner in. From my experience, by letting my partner in, it's brought my relationship closer than it has ever been, ever, and that I could ever have imagined. But if I wasn't open, and if I believed this idea that real men don't cry, man, like I would never have gotten there. The next thing I wanted to touch on is body image. Women often are judged on their bodies, And it's highly covered that women struggle with their appearance because this picture of a woman out in the world is this skinny, blonde, beautiful woman. But come on, man, it goes for us too. I know there are pressures in the world. (laughs) I, I look at the men out in the magazines too. And I look at men on movies, the action movies. And I know what men look like in the world. And that's just not me. We look out into a world of rock-hard abs, muscles popping out in all directions that I didn't even realize you could have. So we don't fit that picture-perfect body. And when we don't fit that, we can start to feel down. 
because body image goes well beyond just like a womanly thing. It's something we all can struggle with. For me, I early on developed a coping mechanism for this. It was real simple. I acted like I simply didn't care how I looked. I actually would make fun of people who worked out all the time or went to the gym. I didn't understand how they could do it. But more so, I just didn't want to face the fact that I had let myself go. And by adopting this attitude and pretending like I didn't care, I actually adopted the mantra of just doing nothing at all. I ate terribly. I legit didn't work out, y'all, for nine years. I ballooned to 30 or 35 pounds overweight, and I tried to tell myself that I didn't want to be fit, that I didn't care, that these other people out there, they're crazy. But you want the honest truth? The whole time I did care. I cared a lot. It was hard to look and see other people who were more fit than me. And I got wore down. I felt embarrassed by how I looked and how I felt. But I projected this hard exterior to hide how I truly felt inside. And I've come to realize that I actually feel my best when I'm fit and I'm healthy. I feel my best when I'm eating better, when I'm running multiple times a week. It gives me power. It gives me energy to take on the day. And when Megan notices that I'm looking better and feeling better, and she compliments me, it feels really good. And I feel really good about myself. Not that it's about fetching for the compliments, but I'm going to tell you all right now, you get out and move your body. You get out there and feel better. It quickly comes around. No, you won't drop off the weight right away because let's be honest, it took me a long time to drop off that 30 to 35 pounds, but I felt better the whole time throughout the process. So the idea of body image is not only for women and it's that whole idea is simply not true. Men still struggle with these standards that the world put on us. Speaking of standards the world's put on us, how about this idea that men should be a primary breadwinner? Guys, we're not living back in the 50s or 60s. And often the idea from very early on is, is that a man's value, it's, it's tied to what their career is. It's tied to how much money they make. And what this does is it forces us to pursue a career and pursue it hard. And what happens when we get this career we want or this status we want or this income we want? And we're simply not fulfilled. I'm going to start off from the beginning of my career journey and this idea of being the breadwinner. Now, right out of college, me and Megan got married. We were engaged about two years into college. We had two years left. Once we graduated, we got married right away. And we moved very quickly within a few months to Dallas, Texas. And Megan got a job right away. She got a full-time job. She was able to financially support us. But I struggled. I couldn't find a job. And no matter how many applications I put in, I just couldn't do it. And so I had to work part-time jobs. I had multiple part-time jobs. I was working at a gym. I was tutoring kids. I was doing a lot of different things. 
But when I looked out on Meg and I believed this lie that like women can't be the primary breadwinner and I should be the one supporting her. And then she was the one supporting me. It belittled me. It made me feel less than it made me feel so unhappy. And I actually recall a conversation like it was yesterday that I had with a coworker at one of my part-time jobs. I was in my mid twenties and he was in high school. He was a young kid. We were working at a gym together and we were, and one day we were having a conversation and he was just saying, Oh, what does your wife do? And I was explaining what Megan did at the time. And he's like, wow, you're so lucky, man. You're so lucky to have a wife that does all this and you just work here. Gosh, you have the life. And that made me feel so embarrassed in that moment because if only he knew if only he knew that like I was trying to get a full-time job, if only he knew how it felt to not be the primary breadwinner, if only he knew that like feeling that I had, but I didn't share it. Again, I didn't want to show weakness, but I've learned over time that it didn't really matter who the primary breadwinner was. If your wife makes more money than you, why should that be intimidating to you? That should be amazing for you. It's not something that you should ever feel like belittled or small for. She has success. And you should never harsh your wife's success. You should never harsh your partner's success because they're more successful or you feel like they're more successful than you. Don't ever let that bring you down because it'll bring up a lot of negative emotions toward them when they don't deserve it because that's you. You need to work on you. But you need to cut through that belief that you need to be the primary breadwinner. And well, I saved the best for last, sex. I know, I know, men always want it more, right? And that's all we think about. The opinions out in the world is that men think about sex, I think, every seven seconds. Well, it's sort of true, but it goes beyond that, okay? For most men, the need for sex and closeness goes beyond that mere act of sex, Sure, we put off this persona that that's like what we want, and we're like these these men, these uh, you know, grizzly men that like that's that's what we want, and we want to pursue our partner and you know have have a moment, and it really for me goes so far beyond that because it really stems from the fact that I just want to feel wanted, and let's be real, we all want to be wanted, we all would like to be desired. And for me, just knowing that Megan is into me, just knowing that she's attracted to me, just knowing that she loves me in that way makes me feel so much more loved. Now, sure, I mean, the sex is nice, but even more than that, it's reiterating the fact for me that my partner is into me. And most men, even though it looks like sex only on the surface, what they really want is an emotional connection. And they want that as much as women do. And I know sometimes we show it differently, but that doesn't mean that we don't have those feelings. The thing is, we want a real human connection, not just a mere act, but a real relationship where we can share, where we can be open, honest, and transparent with how we're feeling. But we have to be comfortable to be able to do that. We have to be able to break down those walls and actually open up. And this can be challenging to women, I understand, because it's a balancing act. For example, you might show your partner that you're into them, 
and then they think it's go time. (laughs) But at the end of the day, men really just want to feel loved. They want to feel wanted. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, we all want to feel that way. We all want to know that our partner's there. We all want to know that our partner desires us. So you need to take status of that. And maybe you need to have a conversation, a deeper conversation, not a pointing fingers conversation, an open conversation between the two of you at the right time. But sex isn't all we think about. It's not all we care about. I care far more about Megan as a woman, as a partner, as a friend, as a companion than I ever do about the sexual things. Now they can be highlighted, they can be spotlighted, they can be in the front end of my mind a lot of the time, but that doesn't mean that's all I care about. And I believe that most men care about that emotional connection even more. But maybe they've learned some bad habits along the way. So we got to break through that cycle. So let's talk about that. And I had Megan help me with this because I wanted to know. I wanted to know how women could show up and help and how if you're a woman listening to this and maybe you have a man who's stubborn maybe you have a man who's learned some bad habits maybe you're where Megan was and you're at the end of your rope maybe you feel like your relationship's too far gone maybe you feel like your man can't change and briefly anyone can change they just have to accept that something is wrong see that something needs to be changed and make that change themselves because you're never actually going to be able to change anyone else if they don't want to change themselves. Okay? So first and foremost, we'll just say that. But how can women show up and how can they help? Well, a big thing is just modeling open communication. So that's very simple. It's just being open and honest with your partner and doing it more than one time. Because let me tell you, me and Megan had to go through this a long time before we both got comfortable with the fact that we were going to be completely transparent and open. And it caused a lot of fights. It caused a lot of tension. But we also understood that and we needed to have a fight. We needed to have the tension to break the barriers and break the walls down to get to a place that we could be open and honest. The place that we live in today where we are so open and honest that it, it, we're like an open book. But we had a lot of time and energy put into that. And even to this day, it takes time and energy. We're not always perfect. But you got to be willing to break down those walls. And the easiest way to break down those walls is being open and honest with your partner and modeling that open and honest communication. And coupled right with that is if there's something to address, be open with them. But choose your words carefully. Don't combat at them in a pointing finger, judgmental, combative way. Because we all know that that doesn't go well. We all know for us personally, when someone comes at us like that, we go on the defensive. We drop on our back foot and we are on the defensive. We're either going to fight, fight or fly. And that's not what you want. You want to nurture this relationship. You want them to open up. And if you want them to open up and get to a place, if there's something to address, Please address it, but address it in the right way. And throughout all this, if they are struggling, if they are in a place that seems tough, if you don't know what's going on in their mind and you don't know what's going on in your head, which could be very likely, you should encourage them and lift them up. You should be complimenting them. You should listen. You should advise. You should look for if he's asking for help. And this isn't always going to be an ask for help. Because there's plenty of times where I can't ask for help. 
at least I couldn't used to ask for help because I'd feel weak. But Megan saw in me that something was wrong and she was willing to have the courage to ask me if something was wrong and ask more than once. Because I think so often we get the push off one time and then we decide, well, they're just not going to open up ever, so I'm just not going to do that. But think about what's at risk. And think about what you could gain if you could get them to open up and how much more intimacy you could have in your relationship if you could get them to open up. So encourage them and lift them up. But it's not always easy. It's not always easy. And with this, you should notice any of the sensitivities that they have. Notice bad habits. Notice patterns in their behavior. But don't bash them for it. This is so important. When it comes to body image, notice when they look good. Notice if they've changed up their outfit. Notice if they got a haircut. Notice if they've done anything that you saw and give them a compliment for it. Giving them positive affirmations goes so much further than just bashing them and bringing them down. You're never going to nag someone into changing their mind. And even if you nag someone into changing their mind, it's not going to be a permanent fix. It's going to be a short-term fix with long-term problems. But if you come to them from a compassionate place, if you get them to open up, if you come to them with a place of warmth, if you come to them with a place of grace, it's going to be a short-term fix for the long-term gain of your relationship and for their life as an individual. Lastly, When they do open up, you got to be okay with them crying. You got to be okay with them expressing their fears and anxieties and pressures. Don't brush them off because if you can't have it both ways, if you want them to open up, if you want them to be honest with their struggles, sometimes you might think they're stupid. Let's be real. Sometimes you might think they're silly, but do you want them to open up? Do you want to support them? Do you want them to to change an attitude or a structure or, or, or a behavior in their life? Then you can't brush them off. You can't tell them just to man up. You can't tell them that because they won't they'll close off forever. They'll close themselves up in a bubble and they won't open up again. Because we're shaped by our world, we're shaped by our environment, we're shaped by the people we interact with. And we decide how we're going to act based on how other people respond to us. And the biggest thing, the biggest way we respond on how we're going to act is how people respond around us. So if you're responding negatively to an emotion that I'm having, the likelihood of me showing you that emotion again are not very good. But if you're responding positively, then I'm encouraged and I want to do that more. And I think with all of these, it could go either side. I know I'm talking primarily about men today, but I think it could go to women and all of us as people. A lot of times we got to cut through this idea that we can put everyone into a box. A lot of times we need to cut through those barriers and break down those walls and understand that this person that we think we know, this person that we've analyzed, that we think we have our finger on, we may not know. Because we've never actually asked. We've never actually opened up the communication and talked to them. People can change. People can open up. People can break through these barriers. But a lot of times to do that, 
we have to break through the past beliefs that we have on how we should be. Men, it's a tough world out there. We're looked up to for a lot. I know as the man of the house, <laughs> another saying, the man of the house, I feel a lot of pressure every day to show up for my wife, to show up for my kids, to be a good husband, to be a good dad, to be a good boss, to be a good employer. I put a lot of pressure on myself. But you don't have to be perfect. You just have to show up. You just have to be there. You just have to put forth the effort. If there's things you don't like, you can fix them. Stop living in this fixed mindset that says this is the way all men should be. And because I don't meet up to this high standard, I can't possibly be a good man. I can't possibly live up to what anyone should be in this world. You can grow. You can change. You can break down those walls and you can go on to a happier life. Men, women, thanks for listening. As always, hit me up on the DM. I'd love to talk to y'all. If you're having issues, if you're having struggles, if you need some positive feedback, if you need some lifting up today, me and Megan are glad to do it. And we'll catch y'all next time. Hey, B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear. 